0: Hello, everyone. Cecil Martin here. Just wanted to introduce you to Full Ten Yards, an American football NFL podcast—one of the best.
1: Hey, we're rolling. We're rolling. We drive all day. day Stay tuned, man. We got something special for you today.
2: You're listening to the Full Ten Yards podcast. Right to
3: the five,
1: scooting in for the score. Touchdown! Yes, welcome in one and all to the Full 10 Yards NFL podcast. Just a few days away now from the Super Bowl before we then enter a seven-month hibernation, which I'm sure some of us are probably looking forward to more than others. I need to get a haircut. (laughs) at <laughs> You
2: need to get a haircut.
1: I look closer and closer to looking like Jesus every day. <laughs> it, it, it looks pretty good to be fair. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. And that greenery in the background is, not doing, is, is doing you a hell of, a lot of favors as well. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah, big day away. Yeah, just got a few days away now. So this is uh, Tuesday. We are recording this. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope you, you boys have all uh, got Monday booked off. Uh, but, yeah. This is obviously one one part of the full 10 yards uh, super week of of content. Make sure you join us tomorrow where we'll be having a a huge NFL NFL season quiz. We have uh, Hannah uh, and Jeff Reinbold Hannah, Hannah Works, and Jeff Reinbold joining us uh, the guys from the NFL Irish show as well so free to enter yeah, uh, prizes to be won as well I don't think there's any, any better combination of words that you can find uh, free to enter and prizes to be won uh, so make sure you join us tomorrow uh, Wednesday at 8 o'clock uh, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter but that's tomorrow this is today Tuesday the 2nd of February we have extracted some of the UK community uh, podcasters and uh, yeah, well known people because we like to have well known people on this show uh, to get their thoughts on the big game sunday you can see them all uh ooh, correlated and all tessellated very nicely next to me so we we'll welcome in first jacob uh, good to see you again buddy obviously been a while since you've been on the podcast uh, I, I heard a rumor actually you started the coronavirus because you wanted to keep your uh, your world records intact so much of visiting every stadium is, is that true
3: <laughs> uh, can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> i will say uh, if, there's, if there's been one silver lining and that's a big if it's that uh, nobody was able to break uh, to the record. It's probably safe for a couple of years. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, thank you for having me.
1: No, absolutely. And next up, we are joined by Matthew Inkster, a Patriots fan, uh, as you can see by his lovely background there. Uh, He's obviously <laughs> used to looking forward to, to this kind of week, but obviously no, no bueno this year. But I suppose uh, your old buddy's still there. So I suppose you've got something to look forward to in, you know, if, if you're clutching at straws.
0: Yeah, definitely, Tim. Uh, thanks for having us on. And yeah, three old buddies. If you want to chuck an AB into that mix as well for the all of five seconds that he was at the Patriots, it is a funny old time. But yeah, um, looking forward to it nonetheless
1: some things some things never change we we wondered at the start of the season whether it was Tom Brady or the New England Patriots that will always be in the Super Bowl I suppose we've kind of answered part of that question and obviously we've got next year as well but we will we won't see that's for next season that's for the off season that's for next year Uh, and finally completing our huddle uh, is Freddie Hall from the Franchise at Tag Podcast Steelers fan Uh, I think it's fair to say Freddie Steelers fairly up and down season this year
2: Uh, We were riding really high uh, for a very long time, then came crashing back to earth like a huge meteor very, very quickly. Um, Yeah, crazy season for the Steelers. Uh, It's going to be a fun off-season to see, obviously, Big Ben up in the air, uh, but... Looking forward to the Super Bowl coming this weekend.
1: Mm, yeah, interesting. I saw yeah interesting comments about whether they bring uh, Ben back. Obviously, yeah, again, that's uh, for an off-season podcast. Obviously, we're here all to talk about the Super Bowl. But just before we do delve into that, a couple of quick-fire questions. I want to kind of go around round, uh, tables and just like some mini storylines. We'll get into some storylines and some key matchups that we are looking forward to to watching come Sunday. But yeah, obviously, season has finished. Many have thought that we hadn't have got we didn't we weren't going to get to this position. Um, is, anyone, is anyone kind of surprised that we, we've managed to get to the Super Bowl? Did anyone, obviously, before the season, it, it was kind of, I, I think, I, I'm probably right in saying that most people thought we wouldn't probably get through the season um, if, if we had to do a tally. But, Freddie, would what, what you uh, what, are we surprised we got here? I think you've got to
2: give a huge credit to the NFL. I mean, I, I'd never thought that we wouldn't get there because of how much how much money is on the line for the NFL and everything like that. As much as we don't want to focus on the monetary aspect of it, all it is a huge part, portion for the NFL. And you've got to commend them for what they've done. They've done fantastic to keep every game going, not to cancel any games. Could have arguably cancelled one or two games, especially the Denver game where they had to throw out the unknown wide receiver at quarterback. But um, yeah, it's real. You've got to commend NFL for being able to overcome all the obstacles that have happened in the past uh, few months to be able to get to this point and to... Get smooth sailing into Super Bowl 55.
1: Mm, can I can I actually remember that that quarterback's name? I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton. There you go, Jacob. There you go, J- Jacob. What, what do you think? Obviously, we've, there have been teams that have been more affected than the others. Obviously, Steelers were, uh, have been had a fair fair amount of games rearranged, and say Denver have had a the quarterback game, uh, and Cleveland Browns obviously had some issues towards the back end of the season as well. Um, is there any any other teams that you you think might have actually be, have benefited? Uh, from, from COVID at all?
3: Yeah, well, and up until about week maybe 13 or 14, you, know, you, you looked at the Steelers and thought that they'd kind of been hit hard from the teams they were playing and games being rearranged. They kind of missed having a proper bye week. Um, but you do wonder if, in the end, it kind of helped them because the Cleveland Browns had that game where uh, they played the Jets and they had all the COVID issues and potentially with a full-strength team, they'd probably easily win that game. Um, They obviously got to play the Ravens in a game where the Ravens had half a team. And then you do wonder, you know, if those two games go the other way, the Browns win the division. Uh, And even up until that Jets game, you know, if the Browns had beaten the Jets, we're headed for a Week 17 Steelers-Browns game to win the division. And that kind of got taken out of their hands because of the COVID stuff. So overall, the Steelers probably benefited division-wise, even though right up until kind of that Cleveland game, you were really saying that they'd they'd kind of been screwed and i think the nfl maybe early on should have said because it, that what really became clear was it's not going to be a fair season for it to go he- for it to go ahead and for them to get through the season it's not going to be completely fair um and potentially if the nfl kind of voiced that early on that that was kind of what had to happen then it, maybe less people would have been annoyed by it
1: Mm, I think I think yeah, fair play to the NFL though I think they, they put a lot of onus on the teams to to deal with it themselves and manage it with the, themselves and kind of like you know if you if you don't deal with it you don't take it seriously you know we saw reports throughout the season of, of, of players and you know group position groups breaking rules and you know, regulations and all the guidelines that they've put in place and essentially the NFL have kind of been zero tolerance on it and just say well it's kind of tough really obviously we can do what we can do moving like a Thursday night game to the following Tuesday or, or stuff like that, but generally, like I say, with Denver, and I know the Denver one wasn't necessarily their fault. But if if a team has suffered because they've not necessarily followed followed protocol, then it's kind of been on them. But uh, Matt, do you do you think that uh, apart from you know one thing, I I feel that's been kind of Part of the season is it's obviously helps the offenses a bit more because the defenses have taken a bit while to a bit of a while to, to kind of adjust and, and get going uh, in the season. Then, do, do you feel that's been the main factor this season, or do, is there any other themes that you've you've picked up with with the of COVID hit COVID hit season?
0: Um, one of the themes uh, I've noticed, and that whether it might be detriment or not, it didn't seem to be was the actual just what you mentioned there, but the, the moving of games, the changing of games, and. And things like um, Jacob spoke about the Browns there, and there was a a period I think it was around about that Jets game, and then the the Steelers game the following week. I think they had one physical practice in in the space of fourteen days, and yet they still come out and and won the game. Yeah, you can say that the, at that point the Steelers were playing some second string players, um, but I mean they still did it. They still seem to be unaffected. The the Titans did what they did until the point that the the Chiefs um the the Ravens sorry stopped them they I mean they ran from what week five all the way through the rest of the season because their bye week was shifted and overall it just I think kind of goes to show that the preparation that these teams put in is pretty much second to none and you know they can roll with the punches sort of thing and the other thing just when you were speaking there as well I thought of uh, about the, the COVID rules and protocols was the it was AJ Brown that threw the ball in the crowd and then got fined seven thousand dollars <laughs> because he's maybe throwing a potential like COVID Co- missile at, COVID at, at people <laughs> <laughs> <No>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought I was uh, you know things like that was, it seemed a bit crazy and then other points where you're talking about a, <laughs> a Denver room that um, got decimated because they were all deemed close contact with each other and things is is where it is and you see it with our football over here that you know they are try, they're not trying to punish them as such I mean life happens and things and things happen but um yeah that, that overall that's the the theme that I would take from it is that they prepare so well that you know it doesn't matter as much if they've had to affect and you know change their their schedule because of the, what days they play or whatever
1: Mm, sure, uh, and I say, like I say, it's all it's all c- c- accumulated into Sunday's game. And to a, couple, a couple of quick fire questions: Do we think, um, Matt, uh, Matt, do we, uh, Freddie, do we think that Tom Brady retires if he wins or loses this game, or do we do does his decision change if if it's a win or a loss?
2: Well, with with these sort of things, already we hear whispers, don't we? I mean, like before B- breezes last game, we'd already heard whispers this was going to be it, even though it was never officially announced. Admittedly, the Phil Rivers retirement this year was kept quite under under the radar. And that was a little bit surprising when that happened. And we've we've heard nothing about Brady going to retire after this game. And I, I don't think he should. Win, win or loss. He, I don't think he should. The difference, I think, between him and Breeze and Rivers and other older quarterbacks in the league is he's just he's just playing at such a high level still for his age. And I know Breeze was still. Playing at a high level, I suppose, in a very good team, but you could see physically, he wasn't playing throughout the four games. I know they, you know, brought in um, brought in a Taysom Hill every now and then to do these wildcat plays, but in a way, it, it, it felt like that was, it felt like they were doing that to give a bit of a a carnival aspect to the to the offense and a bit of a change and a bit of a surprise aspect. But maybe it might have been that Breeze. Couldn't throw all game and couldn't be playing all game because he just doesn't have the capability now to play all game. Whereas Brady just it feels like he's just not missed a beat at all, and 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 the, and the, he's in a situation that could be a winning team, a team that could potentially be a Super Bowl team for maybe the next three three four years if they keep all their talent, if they're wise with their picks, and 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 keeping that team together. So. I don't think this is the end of Brady, the, though. A lot of us in the NFL might might like to see the back end of Brady, due to the, how much success he has had in the NFL. He's just playing at too too good a level to to go anywhere for me at the minute, and he's in he's in a very very good team as well, which also must be quite attractive to carry on playing.
1: Yeah, so I say when he joined Ten Bears, he's a two year deal. Obviously, he's played the first year of that. But uh, Jacob, uh, do, do you see him fulfilling that that two year? Maybe did, dare I say even extend it?
3: Yeah, I think so. I don't think we're going to see him go anywhere. I think even if he gets, I mean, getting to the Super Bowl was a big thing without Bebacek, that whole storyline. Um, I do wonder as well if there's like just an age milestone thing. I could see him wanting to do 45 and that, you know, and that's obviously 43 at the moment. So we'll give him two more years. I, I just think we'd have heard more if it was seriously on the table. Um, obviously the Saints and Breeze this year, he might look at that and go, I want to go win a division. Um, As much as they're in the Super Bowl, they don't win a division. They'll be firmly in the driving seat to do that. So I I, I think we see him for another year, if not two.
1: Mm. It certainly will be interesting. Obviously media media week leading up to the Super Bowl is something that um, obviously you, you get the player days and the media days. And Matt, I suppose once obviously this time last year he was kind of he was still a patriot and uh did you if he was was to leave new england did you want to see him end up somewhere else or did you want did you want to see him just retire as a as a patriot and what do you what do you think with brady obviously you know him quite well not personally obviously but seen him for 20 <laughs> for 20, 20 years do you think he's still got a couple of years left in him
0: um first of all i wish i did know him personally um but <laughs> no i don't so um it's a difficult one you it's one of those that you want to see him ride off into the sunset and you're not do anything anywhere else, but I mean, look what happened to peyton Manning um when he went from the Colts to the Broncos, and it's a similar thing now I think that um the position that Brady's in, and it's been a huge, huge uh, like 50-50 divide pretty much in the Patriots fan base. oh, you must be sporting tb v twelve and the Buccaneers through the whole season, and um other folks saying, no, you shouldn't be because you know you sport the team and not the player sort of thing and personally I, um, I'm now edging towards just for the, the term of the Super Bowl is seeing him wanting to win it because I, n- I never want to see him um, fail in any aspect anyway but uh, up until last week against the the Packers I wasn't really that fussed. Mm-hmm. I mean if, uh, you can play well yeah great and if the Buccaneers didn't get beyond um, the division, then you know, it's not my team. I don't really care. But now that they're in the Super Bowl, and especially against the matchup that they've got, then yeah, it's TB twelve all the way for the next what's that six days or so <laughs> left.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, and it's, it, will, it will be interesting to see how much Tom and Tom gets screwed, or maybe even Bruce Arians gets screwed about you know. Uh, Tom Brady's kind of future, but you know Tom Brady and Bill Belichick was, was one of the big uh, storylines come into the season, Tom Brady with Bill Belichick was twenty nine, 219 and 64, I mean that's just ridiculous isn't it uh, obviously they've kind of gone separate ways this year in terms of record, Tom Brady obviously 11 and 5 prior to the post season uh, New England's uh, 7 and 9 uh, New England's crashing to 27 in terms of points scored ranking uh, and it's the only time they've been outside the top 10 since 2000 uh sorry sorry uh top they've only been outside the top 10 once under Brady which was 2003 and it's obviously their first losing season uh pre which was obviously pre-Brady 2000 um but it's an, it's an interesting well, obviously Tom Brady going for his seventh uh his seventh ring and Patrick Mahomes obviously going for his second is there anyone uh Matt that Gains more from from winning this from this game or losing this game? Is it a is it a case of they've kind of both got the same the same uh, incentives to win, or do, do you think anyone's stock will be be uh, exponentially risen from from the winning or losing this game?
0: Um, for me personally, Brady cemented it, regardless whether he wins a seventh ring or not. And um, I think it's Mahomes the gets the most out of this Super Bowl regardless if he wins or loses if he wins I mean it's he's I mean he signed his contract anyway and so it doesn't really matter too much in terms of that of but uh, overall um yeah it makes a huge difference to him if he wins but even if he loses he's going to come away from this year he's got uh, his second straight Super Bowl and he he can Taste defeat for for once, and I think he'll learn more from defeat than he would from winning. Really, um, yeah, that, I think it's Mahomes that takes more out of it, and rather than Brady for sure.
1: Obviously, um, Freddie, if if. Brady does win, obviously, that's his seventh ring. Do we, do we ever, if, if that is the case, do we ever see Mahomes? Obviously, Mahomes is seen as the kind of the next um, baton or the next baton holder and flag bearer, whatever you want to call it. Um, do, we, do we think that he's ever going to get near the six or seven of, of, of Brady?
2: Well, it's going to be incredibly hard, isn't it? I mean, it's just going to be so hard for that to happen. For one thing... Brady has them rings because he had Bill. Bel- I, I, whether you want to argue it was Brady or Bill Belichick at the Patriots, they were both there the whole time together. Mm-hmm. Are we sure Andy Reid is going to be at the Kansas City Chiefs for the next 20 years? Doubtful. Um, well, yeah, probably not at all. So it is whether he has that, um, that person next to him the whole ride. Um, I, I think why not it is is definitely the thing why not why can't he go and do that i think he's he's more than capable to go and do that it just depends on what kansas city do going forward and um, they're, they're very different organizations kansas city chiefs and the patriots patriots obviously incredibly buttoned up um and really win it is win at all costs and the kansas city chiefs don't feel like they're the same organization in that in that aspect of it so yeah i don't think why not why can't mahomes do it because he he's got the talent to be there and do it it's incredibly difficult to do it but there's got to be there's got to be some changes to Kansas city along the way and it's whether kansas city can overcome that or change in the right direction to put mahomes in the best position to go and get their rings
1: Yep, certainly. In, in do you agree with that? And uh, Jacob, obviously, this is a matchup between two teams that have probably been, well, maybe outside the Packers, have been the most impressive this season. Certainly towards the back end, uh, like i say Kansas City fourteen and two, Tampa Bay obviously 11-5 five, didn't obviously win their division. But um, you know, these are the sixth and third ranked teams in, ter- in terms of points points per game. Both top ten scoring defenses. Uh, they're first and second in terms of pass yards per game, which surprised me a little bit. Obviously not the KC one, but the Tampa Bay one. Um, and then uh, this would, this blew me away a little bit. Tampa Bay currently on their longest win streak in franchise history obviously not lost since coming out of their week 13 bye uh, that blows my mind um, and then Kansas City uh, essentially their starters haven't lost since week five when they lost against the Raiders obviously sat everyone in week 17 but um, which, which of the two teams do you feel has is, is probably had the most impressive season
3: it's a tough one because you know lots of people gave Kansas City stick this season for not winning games by enough and At the end of the day, you know, they won those games and that's kind of the, that's kind of all that matters at the end. And, you know, they have got that ability. They are good enough to kind of flip that switch when it gets into the playoffs and and when they need to. But I, I am impressed by Tampa Bay just because... Anytime you throw in a new quarterback, even one as good as Brady, you know, and it did take some time for them to gel, like he mm. said. You know, it was the back end of the season where they started to become really impressive, and it, it was bumpy along the way. I mean, look at that Saints game. What was it, thirty-eight to three? Mm. And that's probably about as mortal as we've ever seen Tom Brady look. Um, so I do think to come back from that um, and get to where they are right now is impressive, but. I think as what we've seen so you know over the years is how hard it is to get to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. I think you almost have to just say fair play and all credit to the to the Chiefs. And it's funny because it's one of those things where obviously after last year they were the favourite to get back to the Super Bowl, um, as the Super Bowl winner of uh, often is, but it still ends up, you know, bar the Patriots being quite rare in it actually happening. And so I think all credit to to the Chiefs and to what is realistically a really a pretty young Chiefs team to be able to have that resiliency to to be able to get back
1: there. Mm. And I suppose you know, going back to if you if we're back at the start of the season and you, you put the, the aspirations on the on the wall for for Tampa Bay and Kansas City, I suppose the Super Bowl would have been the target. So I suppose it's kind of um, mission accomplished. And as I say when you want one game anything can kind of happen, but I suppose both teams uh, will feel like they they are where they they. Wanted to be at the start. I know every team obviously wants to win the Super Bowl, but there are teams that you know, will not win the Super Bowl. Wouldn't have won the Super Bowl this this year. Um, but I suppose for both teams, it's kind of mission accomplished, and you know, win the big one, then then great. Or did, will they? Will they feel that? Especially, I know Patrick Mahomes' his mindset will be obviously if you don't win, you you failed kind of thing. But I, I suppose getting to the Super Bowl for both of these teams was was the objective. Yeah, I
3: think I think it feels to me like the Chiefs would be more upset if they lost and i don't mean like the players themselves cuz i think they'll all be obviously horrendously upset if they don't win but it feels like after last year that that standard has been set no matter how hard it is to go back to back when you win one and you have very very little change right in that team you you know you're good enough to win another one that's that's just known and whereas tampa bay they probably knew they were good enough to get to the Super Bowl, but there were still question marks, right? There was question marks around how the team would gel, around whether the rest of the team was good enough. You know, the defence last year was actually pretty good, but it looked kind of bad stats-wise on paper because Winston was giving the, you know, the ball to other teams in good field positions. So it, I think the Chiefs were... Yeah, it feels to me like the Bucks are closer to have already achieved what they kind of set out. And I think it's the same thing with Brady, right? You know, we were talking about, does Brady need this next ring? Um, You know, who does it mean more to? And I feel like the fact that Brady got to another Super Bowl without we've kind of already, you know, set that narrative in one direction. Yeah. I don't know whether winning it makes that as much of a difference to him as it does, like, Mahomes winning back-to-back. I mean, you know, only one team's gone back-to-back in the last 20 years, and that was the Patriots, so... It's an incredibly hard thing to do, and I feel like it's harder nowadays than it was maybe 30, 40 years ago as well
1: yeah no certainly agree and let's say that's just one part you know the the, the quarterback battle um is is one part that's yeah you know, of of the wider i know the the quarterbacks is the is the fancy position something that all will always get magnified in in, in weeks like this um yeah let's let's get into into our storylines then so um Freddie, you've gone for um kind of a, a bit of left field i uh, dare i say some you've gone for some rookie love obviously rookies were behind the eight ball um coming into the season no no disruptive mini camp no mini camp and yeah Obviously, not not the traditional uh, off season that that rookies would have had this season. Uh, I know the wide receivers have, have killed it uh, in, this year in the league in terms of in terms of the rookies, and they've kind of grabbed the headlines. Obviously, Justin Herbert being another one as well. But uh, you, you're focusing on on two uh, on two rookies in, in this game.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a few rookies playing in the game, but I think the two standout rookies on each team is Clyde edwards hilaire the running back at Kansas City, and then Antoine Winfield Jr the safety at Tampa Bay. Um, I'll look at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to begin with. I think though it won't be a battle one-on-one like a cornerback against a wide receiver, both these players play a very, very important role in, in the team. And for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, in 21, the last pick in the draft from LSU, well, he's got 181 rushes for 803 yards, four touchdowns, 36 receptions 200 for 297 yards and a touchdown in the regular season. Maybe hasn't been the splash running back for for a first round pick, even though it was the last pick of the first round, but has been very decent for them and has been has been pretty good. Um, obviously, he's been nursing a bit of a, a hip and ankle injury. Didn't really see the field that much against the Bills. Only six attempts, seven yards, and a touchdown. But you know, I think he was coming back from the injury. Really, it's going to be hard when he comes up against Tampa. They've got the best rush defense in all of the NFL. They only allowed one thousand two hundred eighty nine yards and 10 touchdowns, which is the best in the NFL. And though they've been okay at winning the ball, they've not been excellent at winning the Kansas City Chiefs. And Hilaire is going to have to have a pretty decent game because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers know what they're going to need to do against this Kansas City Chiefs uh, offense, even though it's going to be really hard. You know, we take Kelsey out of the game. What about Hill? What about Hilaire? We take Hill out of the game. What about Kelsey? What about Hilaire? There's so many so many offensive options on that Kansas City offense for Tampa is going to have to deal with. And then on the other side of Winfield, the, the second round pick out of Minnesota, a potential rookie rookie defensive player of the year. If it weren't for obviously Chase Young, who's just been an absolute animal. I I've, I really championed this guy all year. I've I've loved Washington play. I think he's so good, um, and he's really changed his Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense in the backfield. Um, he's got 96 combined tackles, four quarterback hits, three sacks, interception, uh, two forced fumbles. Again, has had a bit of an ankle injury and has has promoted this Tampa defense to be better. I don't think they've been the greatest defense all season. I feel like they've been a bit hit and miss at times. And I really worried for them against the Packers, not having him. Um, and then especially losing a safety in the game. And they did well against the Packers. you know, they did beat them, but they did struggle at times with Devontae Adams. They did struggle with MVS at times. I think Anton Winfield is, is going to be the key aspect in coming up against Tyreek Killer, coming against... Kelsey against other wide receivers on that on that team. And um if, as rookies, they're gonna have they're gonna be on the biggest stage in their first year. And it's gonna be a a very different Super Bowl to the usual Super Bowls we get. But God, they're they're gonna absolutely love going out into the field and, and playing in the Super Bowl and uh hopefully that won't be the last Super Bowl that you see for for either of them.
1: Absolutely. I just want to, my my storyline, I'll, I'll just, it's a good segue into mine. I think mine is, is about that Kansas City run game. Can they get anything going? I mean, yeah, you know, Clyde Eber's alaire put up Jordan Howard numbers last week, didn't he? I know he's returning back from from, from those injuries, but Le- yeah, Le'Veon Bell didn't get anything I mean, last week. He's essentially just died, doesn't he? Um, but he might still get a Super Bowl we'll ring out of it, which I'm sure he's not too fussed about, and uh, something that he can shove in Cedar's, Cedar's fans' faces and, and Mike Tomlin. But, um, yeah, like I say, Darrell Williams has been picking up the right... The, the, the role of the last couple of weeks and has, has run really, really well. Except like I say, the Tampa Bay, one of the best rush defences. Week 12 matchup that they had, they only had 87 yards on the ground uh, and 28 of them were from 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 Mahomes. Uh, like I say, uh, Edward alaire had that amazing you know week one game. Did he score like three, was it two three touchdowns he scored? Um, kind of like Sonny, Sonny Michelle from Patriots a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, he's, he's had a very up and down season. I'm not overly convinced on Clyde Edwards-Alaire personally. Uh, he does fit well in that system and, and the way that they run the running game in in Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy's offense, um, and it's going to be extra fascinating. I know that um, we'll, we'll segue into uh, offensive lines shortly, but Eric, the, the missing piece of, of Eric Fisher on, on the left tackles can, it can be huge um, for, for not just obviously the, the passing game that they they usually go through, but the, but the running game as well. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be fascinating because I think Kansas City, whilst they don't need the run game, they need to kind of try and be as honest as possible with with, with putting the run game in there, just so that it's not all you know eight eight men in the box and you know um, Devin White and all, all the rest of the guys uh, are really good and just just block literally every hole and literally get nothing and force Mahomes to, to to pass. But um, Jacob, you you have your your storyline as the banged up offensive line against that elite D line. So just want to draw, draw expand on that one a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the only way really you're going to stop Mahomes is, is to get to him early. You know, I think if you give him time to have these plays develop, um, they're going to be in trouble. And it all comes back to that week 12 matchup, right? These teams have already played each other. And I love Super Bowls where the teams have played each other already because it gives you such a, you know, it gives you an early look already at how these teams match up. And when they gave Mahomes time, I mean, what, Tyreek Kid, had 269 yards and three touchdowns? I mean, it was unreal, yeah. um, a, you know, a career performance from Tyreek Hill. Um, and it comes back to that NFC Championship game, right? That was the main way they were able to stop Devontae Adams and, and, and Aaron Rodgers, was they were able to get to him. Um, they were able to, to get him on the ground. And I think Shaq Barrett, JPP, Vita Veya, those guys are going to be absolutely key um, against that offensive line, which, as you said, is a bit banged up. No Eric Fisher. Um, and this is obviously not always an indication of how good they are, but I think every other offensive lineman was seventh round or undrafted along that, along that along that O-line. So it's it's gonna be tough for them. I think Mahomes obviously helps them in his mobility. He has that ability to kind of extend the play and, and buy some time for players like Tyreek Hill. Michael Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, if he plays, the speed all over the place. But one thing we saw the Packers try and do against the Bucs was, OK, the deep game's not working, we're not getting this time to develop. They're very quick screens. That's something that, you know, the Chiefs do very, very well. Uh, the Bucs were on it. The Bucs were on it. And, and Freddie's pick of, of Winfield will be key um, for that, um, all that short game. It's going to be, it might end up being kind of a bit of a long game where they have to throw, um, short a few times to set up some long plays uh, but i do think if they're it's all going to come down to can the offensive line slow down the bucks d line at all
1: mm. yeah and interesting you say that actually Jake, because i because i did a bit of deeper diving uh, today in, in patrick mahomes Kind of stats, and like this actually, as much as the Tampa Bay win streak blew my mind, this one blew my mind as well. So in twenty twenty, Patrick Mahomes, when he's had less than two and a half seconds in the pocket, he's completed seventy six point seven seven percent of his passes, twenty touchdowns, one interception. If you compare that to when he's had over two and a half seconds in the pocket, he's only completed fifty five percent of his passes, eighteen touchdowns and five interceptions. So like, even if I, I guess taking from that, judging on what he's done this season. If he if he if they do get to him, it doesn't really matter. And you kind of almost want to say, "All right, don't, 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 don't get to him." Um, and it's just, it, he's
2: so instinctive, isn't he? He's yeah. just so in, That's what puts it. That's what makes Patrick Holmes, isn't it? It's just that instinct of of that quick throw, and yeah, it makes him so deadly.
1: Yeah, and there's another trait of, of that Week 12 game as well. Is that I know I it's the, the top bowls defence. They didn't really blitz much against him. Um, Again, it'd be interesting to see uh, you know, my matchup We'll we get to a bit later on, but it'd be interesting to see if, if that kind of is, is repeated in, in the Super Bowl. But Matt's uh, sitting there patiently. Um, Freddie, Freddie spoke about, obviously, Anton Winfield Jr. being, you know, being the rookie and obviously a, a corner. on on the other side, you've got you know um, Sean Murphy Bunting and Jacob mentioned the plethora of wide receivers and the speed that the Kansas City Chiefs have. Do you just want to make yeah, that's obviously that your sure storyline uh, going to this game. So, why, why did you pick that?
0: Yeah, I picked uh, Murphy Bunting because uh, I think he's an unsung hero in this defense a lot of time. He was one of the top tacklers uh, over the course of the, the regular season and again through the postseason to date. He's, um, I think he's like fourth overall tackler on the on the season fifth tackler on the season sorry and um, I think he's jumped up to fourth in this one and he's he had one interception one forced fumble which doesn't seem like a lot but then he's again I think it comes down to that the time after the bye um they've just gelled whether it's offensively with Brady and um, the receivers you know Godwin Evans etc or consequently on the defense and um he's the now now had three interceptions in the postseason alone. And I think he's just gonna be a huge, huge player to watch through th- through the back end of the field. I mean, we've all talked about it so far, the receivers that they have, the run game that they have, you know, you could see it against uh, the Bills that Kelsey just attacked the the middle of the field when he thought that the outside was taken. If you go to the inside, then you've got Hell coming on the outside. Um, yeah it's one it's a a matchup I like in general I think probably because I'm a Patriots fan um, I love watching JC Jackson or Gilmore taking on those receivers especially Gilmore when he comes one on one against the likes of Kelsey or Adams or whoever it might be over the season then I think you might see quite a lot of Murphy Bunton just going one on one with the likes of Tyreek Hill and taking him out the game rather than trying to double coverage him a lot and I think um, then you're looking at the front line to start blitzing and things and Todd Bowles needs a lot of credit for this t- this team and I think he could be back in a head coaching role because of the way he's performed with this defence across the season to date. Mm,
1: and I think what we will do is if they do they do put someone on, on Tyreek Hill specifically like Sean Murphy Bunting, it'd be interesting to see then what they do with Kelsey because they can kind of bracket him with one of the linebackers and um, and then the you know, the, 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 the one of the other corners on you know, nickel or dime packages. So um, it'd be a bit fascinating how they kind of try and pigeonhole those. Because I think, obviously, outside the team, obviously, I know you have jet sweeps with McCole Hardman, you have Sammy Watkins should be back for this one. Not that he's uh, he, he turns up in the postseason, um, he has done did do last year. Um, and then you've got loads of little you know, funky things that they do. But yeah, it will be, be fascinating to see if they do go man on on hill, and then because then that will allow them to to be a bit more. Um, lockdown on on Kelsey and, and double cover him. Um, is there is any particular is there, is before we move on to um, uh, whatever was what it matchups? Um, what, do we, what do we think will be? If 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 I said to you Freddie, the one reason that that Kansas, Kansas City win this game, uh, it will be because fill in the blank. Yeah,
2: it will because it will be because ugh, the, the Patrick Mahomes is the next goat. It's it's he's just. They they just seem to have a grip on the game all the time. They just seem to be holding the reins to the horse in every single game. Um, they don't care whether they're behind, whether they're in front. They don't care. They, they control every game, and they do it like no other team does at it, it, the moment in the NFL. Every game you watch, Kansas City Chiefs. No matter what position they're in, no matter. Whether they're winning, whether they're losing, they just have the reins of the game. And that's ultimately what wins games, is you being able to control the tempo the and every aspect of the game. And that's what Tampa needs to break. That if for Tampa to win this game, they need to really not... I don't think there's any individual thing that you need to do to be a team. They almost need to just... Break that rhythm on offense and defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, you know you can say put pressure on Mahomes, or maybe not put pressure on Mahomes, as your stat- as your stats was telling us. You know, do we do we, um, we run the ball less because they've got such a great defensive line? I think it, it, the, the matter of fact is is they they need their tempo to stay the same, and that's for, that's what Kansas City do so well, and that is the only way that Tampa I think will, will, will maybe win the game, but. Kansas City, to what they need to do well is just is just carry on doing what they do and hold that tempo, and uh, then then, then they'll, they'll go and get their second ring.
1: Mm. It, it, it really is fascinating, just to your point there, Freddie, that how Kansas City could just put up twenty one points in a quarter and then be just like, oh yeah, cool, yeah. They um, you know, obviously last week was. Um, Last week they put 21 points up on on Buffalo last week in the second quarter and uh, week 12 game they were 17 up uh, against Tampa, Tampa Bay but I think midway through the second quarter at that point I can't quite remember can't quite recall um, just fascinating yeah they just click a switch and, and away go he doesn't seem to be bothered by his turf toe that he's he's gotten so obviously he's immune to that as well which is is quite something but Jacob if I said to you one reason the Kansas City Chiefs lose this game or that they have lost this game what, what, what would you put in the blank?
3: I think it's because uh, Brady looked after the ball. I think you know the key thing that we've seen from quite a few of the games leading into the into the Super Bowl from the Bucks is that you know Brady's turned over the ball, um, but the defense has bailed him out. And I do remember thinking, you know, as a you'd hate to have been a member of the of the Bucks defense in that NFC Championship game where you're stopping the league's highest scoring offense, and then Brady's just giving them the ball. Uh, in, you know, in great field position. And I think the difference would be, in, and, you know, we can argue whether the Packers' offense was better than the Chiefs' offense or whatever, but I think Mahomes will make you pay if you give him the ball, you know, that side of midfield. And so I think if the Bucs want to walk away from this as winners, yes, they do have to put pressure on Mahomes on defense or all that kind of thing, but they've just got to keep hold of the ball. They've got to make sure that they're not... You can't give... If you give the Chiefs anything easy... I feel like they will take it and they will punish you. And um, if they make it as hard as they can for the Chiefs, they can definitely come out of this as Super Bowl champions. Uh, but I think that is that is really key.
1: Mm. And Matt, Matt do um, do the Patriots have to have less turnovers than Kansas City to win this game, or do they have to at least equal it? Do it have, Do you do you think that that's important for Tampa Bay to to win this game?
0: Um, for the Bucks, yeah. As Jacob just mentioned there, he turned the ball over three times last week. Um, but at that point, I think it didn't matter so much because they were ahead in the game and they stayed ahead. The defence played well and kept them out. Um, again, just reitering what Jacob said there. If you turn the ball over on on your own 35, 40-yard line, then you're given great field position to the, to the Chiefs to then go and punish it. Even if it is just a field goal, they can... They can keep chipping at you, and I think both. I think this will be the fascinating thing with the turnovers, and it was something I mentioned in in our preview when I, I spoke to the Murph earlier in the week as well was the that Brady is so good at actually just getting rid of the ball, whereas the week before um against the Chiefs um against the Bills sorry the Josh Allen he just kept the ball far too long far too long and then threw it away just make it reminder, know what you're gonna do. And Brady is one of the best at the, the game game management side of things. Yeah, okay, he kind of fell apart a little bit um as I've just mentioned with the three turnovers against the, the Packers. But overall he is what he doesn't give away interceptions that often really because whether he's on the opposition 12 yard line he throws it out the back of the end zone or he's on his own 30 yard line, he throws it to the sideline, he'll quite happily go right reset, take it again. Second and ten, third, even third and ten, um, he's he's quite quite comfortable with it. So, the the turnovers is a huge thing for me. Even if it's just one to zero, if the the Chiefs turn it over one to zero in, in favor of the Bucks, then that could be the thing that just completely flips this game. And so, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a really close game and one for the neutral as much as one for seasoned veterans like ourselves. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly agree. I think it should be it should be a close game. Um, but you know, one thing that we've learned from, from both of these you know, quarterbacks uh, is that if they do get into big deficits, that they can make comebacks. Jacob um, Mahomes obviously has, has done it for the last two postseasons, suppose this one and the last one, where they've gotten down big and then, like I say, they just blitz and, and score three touchdowns in in a quarter. But you know Brady, of course, uh, the orchestrator of the the, the glorious twenty eight to three comeback. Uh, Falcons fans yeah, cover you is now. But um, I, I suppose you know for for the neutral, yeah, we don't want a scenario where defence takes over and then one team blows out the other. But I suppose even if there is a 20-point 20, 20 lead, uh, I think to, considering who the quarterbacks are on both of these teams, you still – even though, say, the Packers tried it last week and, and Brady, those three interceptions, did try and uh, let the Packers in the game. But I don't think we're, we're in, in for a blowout here because of the, the quality of quarterback.
3: Yeah, I feel like um, as soon as you know a team goes 10, 13 points ahead – that's immediately going to be what they talk about. You know, if the chiefs go behind, then they'll talk about last year's Super Bowl. They'll talk about the game last week, you know, they were down. They'll talk about any of the playoff games from last year for the Kansas City chiefs. Uh, And if Brady goes behind, of course, you know, they'll talk about the 28 to three. They'll talk about any number of games that you could pick out um, where Brady has been behind and he's, and he's come back to win it. I mean, it is really kind of two of the best at doing that. Um, And, I feel like that will be the narrative straight away. It feels almost, it's its like the opposite of the Ravens-Titans game, where you kind of said whoever goes ahead will be able to control the clock and probably see out the game. It feels like the polar opposite of that game, essentially, where whoever goes behind, I don't think they'll panic. I mean, you saw last week, you know, they don't really panic. Even uh, Nicole Hardman, you know, he was, you could see he was visibly upset with himself, and... It, you know it took the veteran players of well you say veteran players like they've been playing 10-15 years but it feels like that almost with uh, Mahomes and Kelsey but they are kind of that emotionally mature to be able to go over pick him up you know they, they were able to get him the ball and, and it kind of turned the game a little bit on some of the plays he was then able to make so I think that both teams will not panic and Uh, you know, as you say, for a neutral, that's kind of what you want, right? You want the team ahead to feel a little bit of the pressure, and potentially it's a one score game going into the final, you know, the final two minutes. Because if it is, you know, that all the narrative will be, well, you know, they can come back and do this. You know, it was the same thing in the um Patriots Eagles Super Bowl, right? You know, even though the Eagles were ahead on that last drive, everybody couldn't help but feel Brady's probably going to pull this off, isn't he? Even though he didn't. That was all anybody was thinking. And I feel like it will be the exact same thing for whoever's ahead come the end of this game.
1: Mm. Uh, and then just before we get to, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very good point. Uh, just before we get to the predictions time then, uh, Freddie, um, this is obviously the first Super Bowl. I have to, I suppose it's going to be cliche all week and something again that gets round down our throat, but it's the first time uh, a team will host a Super Bowl. Tampa Bay, obviously the first team to do that. Um do, do we, how, much, how, much are you, how much are you putting into home-field advantage? I know there's not been too much this year. I know you essentially the crowd's going to be the uh, US equivalent of, uh, of the NHS in the stands, so it's not going to be cheering and booing as, as much as maybe a conventional Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Beto, no, yeah, yeah 7,500 seven,
2: 7, tickets they've given out yeah. there, which, which yeah. is fantastic by the NFL to go and do that. Really, really brilliant by them. Uh, I, if, it, if you'd asked me this at the start of the season, I'd have been like, this doesn't matter at all that they're at home. But the fact that they've not played at home now for, what, four weeks? And the Chiefs have been at home the whole time as well. I, I think this actually matters a lot more now than than we're giving, than, than maybe would have thought at the start of the season. And yeah, all right, there's not going to be, it's not going to be a full stadium, but there is going to be people there. And we have heard how loud the stadiums are getting with limited capacity. Obviously, there'll be Kansas City fans there as well who are notorious for being incredibly loud. But also the Tampa Bay fans are going to be there as well. This is going to be their first Super Bowl in a very, very long time. They are going to be really up for it to try and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I actually do think it matters quite a lot now. And uh, in, in, a, in, in a season where COVID's been very key and then we've had empty stadiums and it's not maybe mattered so much, it actually matters so much in the Super Bowl because they've been away from home. There's a comfortability factor. You're not out of your comfort zone. The, the players that are in Tampa, you know, they're not traveling all the way to get to the stadiums. It's not staying in hotels you're not familiar with. It's not, you know, taking routes around the country that you're not familiar with. Some of these guys are going to be doing their normal routine every day just to go to the biggest game of the season, and there is a, a lot to be said there for the mindset aspect of that happening for a team. I know Kansas will get there. I'm not sure if Kansas is going to get there early, whether they're there already or whether they're getting there very last minute because of the COVID protocols. But it will two days, I believe. Two days before the game, yeah, that's all they're that, allowed to do. That that's going to spin them out a little bit. I know these teams are, are very very um, are very experienced in traveling around the country and everything like that, and they don't throw it doesn't throw them that that out, that much out of aspect. But when you're playing a team at home that is there every day, that is making that route, that is is very set in their ways with there. It this could really matter a, a whole lot more than people are giving it credit for.
1: And I, I suppose if you're a Kansas city fan, you can say you can offset that by saying we've already gone there and won this year. So um, again, a whole different kettle of fish. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, whether. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't envisage it. Pay, pay. I think the fact that Kansas City have already gone there and won this season, uh, I think I don't, I don't, I don't see it being too uh, affecting the result too much or being too favourable in Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay's favour. Um, okay, well, that, that pretty much breaks us down some storylines, uh, some matchups that we're looking to see uh, come Sunday. So let's get your, your predictions then, guys. So, uh, what I want from you is a winner, an MVP, and potential dark horse for a super, uh, kind of a star of the show that we potentially don't know. So, Matt, we'll come to you first.
0: Um, mine's is all based around uh, Tampa Bay, really. Um, Tampa Bay to win, which then would. Who's, that, who's mean- their
1: quarterback again? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, the, to be honest with you, before I, I go any further, it is a bit of a, a heart-over-head type of scenario because my head does say that the Chiefs win this, but as much as I would, I say that through gritted teeth. Um, but, yeah, if, the, if if Tampa Bay win, then naturally, almost always, it goes to the quarterback, which means that Brady wins the the MVP for the Super Bowl. And then the one I'd look out for, as much as I said about... Um, Sean Murphy, Murphy one Bunting, I live on. Um, I would have to give a a consideration to something that's not always considered because as much as we've talked about offensively um, this whole time about whether it's the Chiefs or or the the Bucks with Evans et cetera and the, their run game with Fournette getting better than he has all season, an outside shot to me is either Shaq Barrett or JPP for an MVP shout. Because I mean, you saw what Shaq Barrett uh, done last week to Rogers. If, how could you not th- put him in contention if he comes away with three, four, five sacks again, the, and especially in the Super Bowl? So for me, the the either way, whether it's Shaq or or JPP, one of them can be an outside shot for MVP from defensive standpoint, at least
1: and we will have the betting podcast on uh, Friday where we go through the MVP betting as well but yeah, looking looking at the betting it is actually quite hard to see outside the two quarterbacks obviously for, for obvious reasons but more, more so this year because both teams don't really, you know, Kansas City don't have much of a run game going and they're going up against a stifling Bucks D but even with the Bucks uh, running back room you've got both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette I don't think you're going to get enough of one of those getting enough of the workload to, to warrant it um, and again I'd be surprised if either of them get a 100 yard game uh, and Jacob, obviously, yeah, he's not, there's not many, um, there's not many defensive players that do get the MVP award because it's obviously an offensive happy league, past happy league. But uh, Von Miller, uh, obviously, being one that comes to mind. But do, do you see, do you echo Matt's uh, Matt's thoughts? Would do winner MVP and uh, potential other star of the show?
3: Yeah, I think I, I think the Chiefs overall probably are the better team. Um, I would probably. Probably favour the Bucs in terms of, you know, you mentioned around the betting. I do think, you know, I'd favour the Bucs at at the points line. But I think the Chiefs are the better team. um, And so they probably do ultimately win. But I could see it going either way. But as you mentioned, you know, the quarterbacks do often get it, even if, you know, arguably they shouldn't. You know, I I thought Mahomes probably shouldn't have got it last year and, and did. So I feel like offensively for someone not named Patrick Mahomes to get it, you'd need a repeat of that week 12. You know, Tyreek Hill would need to, you know, be getting 200 yards and, and two or three touchdowns. And, and even then, if Mahomes, you know, his stat line in that game was 460 yards and four touchdowns. So potentially he he still gets it somehow. Um, but outside shouts at MVP, um, yeah, Matt pretty much said what I was going to say. Shut Barrett or, or JPP, really. I think it leads back into what I was talking about around my matchup. If the Bucks are able to win this, Chances are they've been able to get to Mahomes. They've been able to slow him down by getting to the quarterback early. And as you say, if you can get three sacks, um, especially if they do play, if they play sides, and you've constantly got one of them going up against kind of the backup left tackle, um, and that becomes a problem all day. Yeah, like you said, three sacks potentially a forced fumble or something like that. Um, it puts you right up there, like you said, Von Miller. Um, it puts you right in that kind of uh, conversation for them even if it is a high-scoring game. But uh, I think if, if the Bucs win, that's definitely an, uh, that's an absolutely great bet is to kind of favour those defensive guys because I do think for the Bucs to win, they will have had to slow him down at some point. I'm not sure they win a shootout.
1: And of course, Brady has a history of uh, winning the MVP award. but perhaps his uh, running back should have done, James White. Um, <laughs> Freddie, <laughs> Freddie, as a, as a Steelers fan, obviously you you have the uh, the joy of seeing either Antonio Brown or Lev Bell take the uh, take a, a Super Bowl ring away. Obviously, I'm not going to advocate them for MVP at any point. But um, <laughs> which, which one are you cheering for the least? Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, well, uh,
2: cheering for the least probably AB. If I had to, if I had to pick, <laughs> if I had to pick out the two of them who would want to win it, it'd be Le'Veon Bell. But um, I because I, I obviously if we're going to be talking a lot about the Super Bowl this week, and I'm probably going to go heart over head in every conversation that I have, but in this conversation, I'm going to go head over heart. I think the Chiefs do win this. Um, I just think they're the better team. I just think Patrick Mahomes is is just that good, and they are that good. I do think. I do think, yeah, Tom Brady factor is such a huge factor, and obviously, if I think the Chiefs win, Patrick Holmes is probably going to to win the MVP. I think um, Jacobs right in that aspect. If Tyreek Hill puts insane stats up in in a half or in a quarter, whether it be at the end of the game or start the game, that could definitely be be someone who is in the conversation. But I I think Chris Jones. You guys have both gone on the Tampa Bay uh, defensive side. I've got Kansas City defensive side. Could be the unsung MVP that we we might not that, is maybe not predictable. I think Chris Jones has been a force to be reckoned with all season. He's just so good on that defensive line and runs that defensive line. Is the Tampa Bay line good enough to to stop him? Maybe, but even if Chris Jones isn't getting the stats individually, he causes so much disruption for Frank Clark. He he's a bit of an unsung hero, I think, for the Kansas City Chiefs defensive line as well because he's the one that feeds whilst uh, whilst Chris Jones takes all of the hits and the uh, the double teams there. So, Chris Jones is definitely someone. But we all know he's such a great player. But if he can get to Brady and disrupt Brady and throw Brady off rhythm and get in Brady's face, is Brady good enough now to be able to cope with that? Yeah, probably. But is Chris Jones just a good enough player to be able to to really throw the greatest of all time off his rhythm and off his game?
1: Yeah, no, I like it indeed. I think it's going to be very hard for a non-quarterback to win it in this in this in this year's uh, MVP. Just considering how the teams line up and how they play, and yeah, you know, you've got explosive offenses. It's not as if we've got a kind of a defensive team against an offensive team where you can kind of say, okay, obviously, if the defense stops the the, the potent offense, then you've you've got a shout for MVP. But we remain, remains to be seen. Like I say, we will um, we will break that down, that market down on Friday in the Betting Up podcast, Jensen. So thank you so much for your time. That's going to wrap it up. I hope you you guys uh, listening out there or watching if you're watching on youtube um enjoyed that one don't forget to subscribe and follow us on twitter at full 10 yards uh we we'll do a quick round table where if you if you enjoyed any of the content any of the guys i've brought uh, i'm sure most of the you know yeah, if, yeah the nfl uk community probably pretty much knows each other anyway but matt uh, where can people find you and your good work
0: um mostly go to twitter Um for myself it's at matt inkster and for the the podcast that i do uh Pat's chat with myself and my friend jake it's um at PatchChat uk and from there it'll, you'll find the links and veer off to com and the like as well
1: lovely stuff um, and yeah very 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 welcome indeed jacob Welcome. can uh, people find about your your world record attempt from last year but also talk about 49ers and uh and just gen- football in general uh,
3: yeah you can follow me on twitter at jbbfootball uh, and the same on instagram so uh, yeah follow both of those if you want to uh yeah see uh, see my opinions on, on football and, and a bunch of other stuff uh, i was on a podcast but uh, no longer on that podcast anymore but looking to potentially start another one once again a little bit more time on my hands but uh, yeah appreciate having, me having me on mm,
1: jacob in the free agency market there come february what well, my february march time uh, and freddie obviously you, you you're on your own podcast as well plug away
2: uh, thank you for having us on. I think uh, the bidding war for Jacob's going to be starting now between us. And, yeah. you know, it, whether you that. go for London or for, sorry, for Scotland, I mean, it, well, it depends where you want to go, mate. No sunny state, you know, there's no sun anywhere here. the <laughs> all beaches for that matter. Um, you, you can find my podcast, Franchise Tag Podcast, on uh, Twitter, the Franchise Tag UK handle on there, and Franchise Tag Podcast handle on uh, Instagram and Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at freddygth9. Uh, yeah uh, podcast every week lots of Super Bowl content coming out this week, uh, this week so uh, lots of fun and uh, again thanks for having me on and uh, thanks to everyone here for doing so much in the NFL UK community at the minute when uh, it's been a bit of a difficult time for everyone in the world we've all been putting out content and doing some good stuff so uh, it, you know, congrats to all of you guys for doing some brilliant stuff for NFL UK
1: yeah, certainly is. Jacob, don't take anything less than two firsts to go on a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's going to be strange, obviously, when the Super Bowl is done. Obviously, it's it's helped helped with the lockdown, obviously, in the, in the country. And you know, we, we were about to embark on a seventh, essentially, a seven-month uh, hibernation from any action on the field. So I know we have the draft and free agency, and I know we had obviously the blockbuster trade for uh, for Matthew Stafford uh, at the weekend. So. Uh, hopefully there be. More, I'm not. I'm not quite sure we're going to get that kind of every week. But uh, here, here's the hope. Anyway, yeah, you can follow me at tim uh, tim underscore monk f10. Why? Obviously, you can catch uh, all of our all of our work. Uh, at fourteen yards on Twitter, obviously the college guys will kind of take precedent and take the take the spotlight. Uh, we have a, a scouting a, a scouting guide coming out as well so keep your eyes peeled uh, for that. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back again soon, so don't forget to check out all of the other podcasts and the content that we are releasing this week. Very much appreciate all the engagement, all the uh, interaction, and uh, all the following as well. So in the meantime, uh, enjoy the show, uh, enjoy the Super Bowl on uh, Sunday, and uh, in the great words of Kevin Cadle it's a bye bye for now, a bye bye. <laughs>